Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. Scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. Good morning, my friends, and happy Tuesday. Yesterday, we wrapped up the dialogue with the Pharisees, pointing out that it is the why that matters behind our actions as opposed to the actions themselves. And our heart intention, why we do our actions, that matters because the end is coming. Yesterday, we saw the beginning of Jesus' dialogue about the end times, hearing about the difficulties that would come, including tribulation and betrayal, but also hearing the good news that the one who endures to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. And today we'll hear even more about the end times, what to expect, what is coming. But I want to be honest with you that these prophecies about the end times, what is to come, what the tribulation will look like, who will be included. There are many, many interpretations. So many, in fact, and it gets to be so heavy and so detailed, and it can be very messy and very unknown and unclear. It can be hard to navigate. And we're not going to spend time on that right now. But I would like to encourage you that if you do want to dive deeper and take a look at what the end times might look like, I do have a book to recommend that follows along the book of Revelation, the last book in the New Testament that talks primarily about the end times, but in further and deeper detail. The book is called Interpreting Revelation, A Reasonable Guide to Understanding the Last Book in the Bible by Merrill C. Tenney. And I'll also include the title and author in the description. So if you do want to dive deeper and really wrestle with these interesting, complex topics on your own, I would invite you to read that book. I've read it myself and I thought it was very enlightening. And it does include numerous perspectives in the book as well and explains what they are. But diving in today, and again, not getting into the nitty gritty but taking a look at the overarching theme. Let's dive into Matthew chapter 24, verse 15, reading from the ESV. So when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel standing in the holy place. Now the abomination of desolation here, many believe is referring to the Antichrist. Um, Again, that's a topic you can really dive into if you want to, and we will cover more in depth very far in the future when we get to Revelation. So when you see the abomination of desolation, spoken of by the prophet Daniel in the Old Testament, standing in the holy place, let the reader understand, then let those who are in Judea 
flee to the mountains. Let the one who is on the housetop not go down to take what is in his house, and let the one who is in the field not turn back to take his cloak. And alas for the women who are pregnant, and for those who are nursing infants in those days, pray that your flight may not be in winter or on a Sabbath. For then there will be great tribulation. Such has not been had from the beginning of the world until now. No, and never will be. So basically, we see that when this abomination of desolation, be that the Antichrist or something else, when that comes, it's going to get bad. And you better run and not worry about what you grab. Just like the advice we give when you're in a fire, only grab the necessities. But here Jesus says, And let the one who is in the field not turn back to take his cloak. It's that serious. For then there will be great tribulation. Such has not been from the beginning of the world until now, no, and never will be. And if those days had not been cut short, no human being would be saved. Looking back to a verse we heard yesterday, verse 13, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. My two cents here is that this is saying, and if those days had not been cut short, no human being would be saved that if this time of tribulation was not cut short, not shortened, no one would endure. No one would endure the extreme suffering and hardship still with faith intact. And we see there that because it is cut short, that in itself is an act of mercy and grace. And if those days had not been cut short, no human being would be saved. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. Then if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or there he is, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders, so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. So we see here to expect people who are coming and claiming to be the Savior, claiming to be the Christ, and they'll even perform great signs and wonders. But we shouldn't let their great acts pull us astray because we have the truth of God's for false Christs and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders, so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. So, if they say to you, Look, he is in the wilderness, do not go out. If they say, Look, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and shines as far as the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever the corpse is, there the vultures will gather. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, 
and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. We see this is very, very serious. The pain and the suffering that will be experienced. It is so hard for us to grapple with this and yet it's here in scripture and we don't have a choice but to acknowledge it because it is the word of God. But here comes the good news. Then will appear in heaven the sign of the Son of Man and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Amazing that after all of that difficulty, all of that pain, that suffering, that distress, that Christ will come again. And so we can look at this and have an eternal perspective. May each of us seek to live our lives looking forward, anticipating, waiting for Christ's return. That we would look past the trials even as we're experiencing the hurt and the pain that come with them. But that we would send our gaze up and out forward to when Christ comes again. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. I will see you tomorrow morning.